everybody, this is uh, Out of Characters, this is Jupiter, and with me as always is Cotton. Hello, Cotton. Hello, Jupiter. How's it going? This, this, it's I'm excited me. about, the, I'm, awesome, awesome. We're doing this uh-huh. episode of uh, Antagony, the antagonist. Antagony. We've done protagonists in the past, and so I had an idea that we should ha- have some baddies as NPCs. Yeah. No, I like it. I really, I, I think it's interesting, and I found out I have a type. So this is oh oh, I lo- oh man, there's nothing I love more than self-reflection, as we will know from this podcast. So I am happy to hear that. Uh, I, I assume it's all like spiky hair, blonde anime boys. I'm just assuming. Mm, I'm just no, assuming. that's my other type. Sorry, no. When it comes to antagonists, when it comes to my big bad evil guys, I have this other type. But the type you described is completely different type for other things. I got you right. It's just it's just Sephiroths all the way down. I'm close. Anyway, all right, uh, all right, now I will tell you I, a full disclosure. I kind of cheated. I had we said five. I have five, and then I have one honorable mention because it didn't quite fit into it, but I still like it as a big bad evil guy. That's perfect. So you have five and a, a half, right? If we were like really, well, no, I've got four six, and a half. Really, but, You've got oh, six. Wow. Well, I've got I've I'm got bigger. four, and I. <laughs> Yay me! <laughs> no insecurity here, y'all. Get wrecked, GG into podcast. Um, I've got four, and like the, the the extra one I tacked on that I kind of like, but it doesn't really hold its own. But it's fine. Oh, it's, you know wow. what? Actually, it's great, and we appreciate it. It's totally worth your Patreon dollars, everyone listening. It's it's totally worth it. Wait it's gonna self. be fine. He's technically a deuteragonist, a deuteragonist, right? As opposed to the antagonist. So it's kind of like you know, womp womp. I don't know. <laughs> So, there you go. Yes, I cheated, Leal. Leal's listening live. (laughs) Yes, I cheated, Leal. I cheated by doing more work. If that's what you (laughs) want to call cheating, fine. I thought a little longer and a little harder today for you. Yeah, I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so since you have more, you should Uh go first, right? Because that way you'll you'll start it and you'll bookend it. All right, all right, all right. All right, so my first... First inspiration for a big bad evil guy. I don't know if you've watched the show, but season one and season one only of True Detective. Oh yes, the evil presence of the Yellow King, which we all know I love Cthulhu, but it was the Yellow King, and you didn't know it was it just this web of people, or was it just this one person? Was it super net? It was so unknown. But it did horrible, horrible things that scarred the detectives and like made them go, one of them, kind of crazy. And I think that just that unknown presence, you don't really know what it is you're facing. I love that as an idea for the big, bad, evil guy in a game. Okay, so I remember that I watched this show, and a lot Mm -hmm. of us have watched it. But for those of us who haven't, or for those of us who've totally fucking forgotten the plot of season one of True Detective... Uh-huh. Uh, what, what give us some give us some scenes give us oh some vibes God. what like what because the yellow king doesn't like show up right or if he does it's it's like a weird does, momentary it's, thing it's 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 alluded to but never shown but you see the people that follow this yellow king and the horrible things they do it's matthew mcconaughey and why am i blinking on the second guy woody harrelson Woody Harrelson, thank you. Matthew McConaughey, I don't enjoy very much, but I liked him in this one. But there's a scene where they think they have like found, they found it. They found the bad guys there. They they rush into the house. They or not into the house. They they watch it and they see that while well, they're going to this like semi tractor trailer and they open it up and they see like two kids in there, little kids that are have been horrible things done to them i don't even want to get into what's been done to them and they end up killing the people at the house and they were able they got the kids out uh they were only able to save one the other one ended up dead but like the stuff they allude to as to like they never really graphically show it but they kind of let you know like what happened and it it scarred them to where you know mcconaughey went a little crazy and then there's another uh, scene where they're like on the property searching and they find like this weird like 
almost like a altar or or ruin of an altar and they see the you know weird things and it just messes up mcconaughey completely um again like yes they were trafficking children they were doing horrible things to kids they were trafficking women they're they're dealing drugs they're dealing in weapons they're they're doing all of this stuff but you un you feel underneath there's something under the surface that's much more sinister that that's a presence is there and i like the you don't really know how deep it goes you don't really know how big the web is like if you're the heroes in a campaign and you just stop like you know one small group like did you really stop it or no you know did you just you know cut off the hydra's head and and then five more you know come back so i mean what's the it's it's an ever-present evil sense to your campaign that can constantly resurface and i like that idea because i think it gives the world life so they keep they keep alluding to it right they they, it's like it's there but they never actually get the guy what Mm -hmm. what is his purpose what is the yellow king this is an individual there is someone called the yellow king right like it's an individual no it's never it's never uh told when I watched it, I never, you never saw it. You never, you don't know who, if it's, if it's a person, if it's just what they call themselves, are they trying to conjure up like the yellow King? Like what's, ha- you don't really know. It leaves it very open. I thought there was a guy with like the scarred face. One of the kids draws. Yeah. He was he one like of the, the bad. Yeah. He's one of the bad guys, but he's not the guy, but he's not the guy because it was uh, still going on. Even after they killed him, it was still happening. Things were still going on. So it's so it's like a Hydra situation, and their mm-hmm. and their their modus operandi is pretty much everything illegal, like yeah. you know stuff with kids, stuff with women, stuff with drugs. Mm-hmm. 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 Fuck. So, so now, is there a setting in particular? Or are you just saying in general you want to have, or suggest to people to have this amorphous hail Hydra type of group doing some real evil, dark, fucked up shit that constantly pulls the heroes, and the the real struggle is every time they kick in the door. They don't get to fight the evil. It's just this like suck. It, you, you like you're, you're preventing them from the big win. It's one thing to say evil has done the evil thing. Yeah, yeah. Now evil is in the castle and go kick their fucking ass. And man, you get it. That, that's a fine line between making you frustrated. Well, like keep kicking in the true. door. You have to be very careful. Now, as far as systems, I mean, you can have this in Shadowrun. You can have it in in D and D. You can you could do it in in a in a lot of systems that can have a campaign. Uh, but like one shotty, like Call of Cthulhu, not really campaign-ish. It's not usually done. Uh, I'm sure it is. Some people have mastered it. Wonderful. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess you could. Uh, but yes, you're right. You can't keep denying them the completion, right? But if you have an ongoing campaign, it can be that undercurrent that appears every once in a while. Right. Until they finally decide we're going to do it. We're going to we're going to eliminate this evil. You know, and you can have them have the big ending campaign when they're all level 20. They can face and finally get rid of this terrible, terrible cabal of evil. Um, I think it would change depending on the setting. Wouldn't it? Like if it was D&D, it's going to be like the the big showdown with yeah. the big demon or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While it would be, I think, a lot more frustrating in a more realistic gritty game like Shadowrun or no, Blades in the Dark. No? It wouldn't. I I think because as you do other jobs in like Shadowrun, as you do other jobs, you know, session after session, you can always have them like get like you can drop little pieces of evidence. Further cementing, like especially if you have somebody with that conspiracy theory trait, you just have to keep dropping him that person just little pieces of evidence just slowly building until he you know he firmly believes this is real this this is there and he has to convince everybody else just like McConaughey does in the show he has to convince his partner that this is this there's something going on uh and eventually you can get there i think it has to be in a non dnd campaign like in a gritty campaign mm-hmm. it has to be someone who's physically weak because you've built it up so much it can't just be kind of a business asshole right like you need it to be mm-hmm. someone who's like the the paralyzed hacker who's plugged in mm-hmm. or an ai something or that's like AI. you 
yeah, you get there and it's just literally one delete key. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's it. This small little thing uh, that has caused all of this pain and it doesn't feel satisfying. Like you beat the goons and the big showdown is you push the delete key. No, it would be you know, a little more difficult than you hit the delete key. No, like the goons would be like there'd be a difficult thing, but the actual individual themselves, like no. all the goons. No, it's, it's not it's, like you have the big cool scene where you just walk over and unplug it from the wall. Game over. No. Oh man, I think it'd be heartbreaking. Oh, it sounds. It's, <laughs> it's heart. It's like so. It's so fucking a burn because you've done all this shit and and this one little fucking power cord carried infinite human suffering. Mm -hmm. And yes, and, and it protected itself under layers of humanity, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was just a fucking little program, and just boop, and yeah. that's it. You don't get the. I just, I don't know. I don't want to give them. I don't want to give them the big satisfying like, and fuck you, bam. I, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to give them that. I, w I don't want to have the big showdown like Scott Pilgrim mm -hmm. versus the Universe with a sword uh -huh. fight. That's me, but maybe you do. You want them to have the big, the big thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's Better your, be a badass. Your, All right. Yeah. All right, so my first is uh, it's it's the set. I've had all mine with the setting, but I, I frankly, again, if you're creative, you can figure it out. But my my mm -hmm. setting is the weird west. You know, we have this savage mm -hmm. worlds thing we're thinking about, and uh, we're outside. Do what? Doing we're do we're, we're doing it. it Goddammit, we've also been thinking about it, but we are going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the weird west. We're outside Butte, Montana, founded or built up around the Anaconda copper mines. The mines have become fully automated as of late by a Dr. Robotnik and his army of robots. He has muscled out the competition and is making and reaping sums of money as a newly minted copper king. But he is not content and wishes to push further east into Montana uh, towards Bozeman, where the, uh, there's like a tripartite coalition of other copper kings or copper barons pissed off about this this, this copper bully intrusion. And they've uh, enlisted the PCs, who are known badasses, presumably, to, like, you know, help them. And this guy, like, they're, they may be assholes, but this guy's, like, a sure enough asshole. And by the way, you know, we hire humans, partially because we don't know how to have robots, and because they're cheaper, because they're all out of work, because of Dr. Robotnik's autonomous robot army that does not need them. Uh, you know, playing, uh, playing third wheel are the uh, the Blackfoot tribe, who've been largely pushed out of southern Montana to a reservation in northwestern Montana, but a few diehard partisans who have no love lost for either side hang on. So you've got the Dr. Robotnik massive army of mindless robots that you can happily blow the fuck up, powered by Ghost Rock. Uh, you can, and, and this is introduced, brought in by these coal barons, or, or I'm sorry, copper, copper barons, and how do you play? Do you play them against each other? Do you play them against both sides? Do you wreck both sides and create a new awesome socialist copper utopia? Do you join up with the Blackfoot Crow and like call some shit? Or the or the, uh, the Blackfoot Tribe? I can't remember if they're crow or not, but the Blackfoot Tribe. And so I, I like the idea. You know, there's no law. There's just groups. There's just this copper guy and his robot goons. The other copper guys, who without the robot guy would probably be the bad guys in the story. And also uh, a local native tribe that you may be able to enlist to your cause. But you may get a whole lot of them injured and killed. Who knows? So I like the Dr. Robotnik angle because I like mad scientist robot people. I think they're great. I like big mindless armies of robots. Some people have mindless armies of zombies. He has just infinite robots. You can go throw them at your players and it's not serious. Dr. Robotnik himself is kind of goofy. Uh, either Jim Carrey or, uh, you know, the Eggman version. Both are fine. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't know who Dr. Robotnik is. Jupiter. I know. Did I just, am, am I out? You're, you, yes, you're quite out. out. Dr. Robotnik? He's the I'm bad sorry. guy from, from Sonic. He's the oh, guy with all the robots. Sonic, I didn't, no, no, no. There was okay. a movie. There's two movies. That's great! I didn't watch those movies. The games? He's like a he's like a big guy. He's like a, he's, he's a he's a very hefty man. Hence, he's called the Eggman, who's oh. like got the ball. He's he's bald, but he has like that back hair. And it's orange. It's like way too long, like crazy spiky, like back of the head male pattern baldness ring. And he has this like giant orange like mustache. Like I think anime I comic like, the movie poster, seeing that, but I didn't know who it was. 
Yeah, and so he just has tons of robots, robots, I robots, see. robots, and they're all goofy and overly complicated, and you can very easily make them steampunky. They they were not the cool, sleek robots. They were all, like, way too goofy and yeah. one-off and bespoke. Right. <laughs> and so I like the idea of having a giant robot baron with yeah. his robot army in the Weird West, powered hmm. by Ghost Rock. There you go. There you go. That that's, that's pretty much it. I think it would be neat to slap Doctor Robotnik in that in that world. Yeah. Sure, you can make him an insane rigor in Shadowrun, but I think it's more fun if he's not contained by anything. And in Shadowrun, he'd probably get hit by an F sixteen or some shit. In the Wild West or the Weird West, you could I, I can see him just becoming like like Western Montana is just fucking robots, and it's weird and it's also fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So there you go. That's that's my Doctor Robotnik, uh, robot emperor. Of uh, Western Montana. All right. All right. Good. See, I was introduced to something new. I learned something. <laughs> All right. My next one. This is a weird pick, but I just like it, especially for Shadowrun. Gordon Gecko, Wall Street. Ooh. I think that that corporate slick guy that can talk his way out of anything, persuade you to do anything. I think he would be hard Uh. For players, like, he could easily sway them. It, a, a team, like, if they did actually get him cornered, he could probably just face his way right out of the issue. Get them to turn on each other. Who knows? I just think he would be fun and kind of that slick, cool, evil guy. Not the not the showy kind of evil guy. Like, I, I was as I was doing this and I realized my type... I was like, the Joker is just too showy. And it's just too out there with his, you know, psychotic nature. Like, I just don't. The players wouldn't buy it. Like, for whatever reason, yeah. the cartoons always do. Like, yeah, this whole yeah. being crazy thing kind of works. But yeah, you think like, Gordon would actually pull them to their, their yeah. side? Yeah. So I'm just like, I, I don't like the showy villains. I like the very cool, very understated villainy. And they're like, they use their smarts and their, their words and they just get you to do things. They just put pressure in the right place to make it, to make things happen. They don't have to like pull an assault rifle out and threaten you or have bombs. They just have to apply the correct pressure. Not too much, just enough to make you do their will. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So yeah. now what happens if he, if he convinces a play, if you make this guy slick as hell? Yeah. If he's too oily, now, is there a setting you have in mind? Is it Shadowrun, or are you just saying yes, in general you want to see him? Shadowrun. Okay. This, would be Shadowrun. this is very similar. This, I think, is taking Oz's Royce character from Shadowrun and, like, turning it up to 11 and and just going full-on evil. It feels, but won't they be expecting that? I feel like the players are going to be like, oh, this hyper-oily character of capitalism, we should, like, not trust him and stuff. Like, you're going to have to really make this guy... He's going to have to know that his very appearance in his, you know, striped suit and uh, and white collar is going to turn them off, and he would have to like wield it against them, right? Like, yeah, you see me in all this and this and this, but really, you know, I'm just Jenny from the block, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm just here to like employ people and. uh, and you know, I'm not. Sort of like the, the the British Empire used to say, they were the largest experiment in organized freedom, which was horseshit. Like it was like fastly true. It's like you know, you know, my my industry provides food and resources and electricity to millions of people. Yeah, you're a a fuck about it, but you do. He mm-hmm. so what happens if he splits the party? Do you think this character would actually be that, or would he? Or are you just gonna play it up and be? And like chew the scenery. He's like the PCs clearly know he's a sack of shit, but just have a fun time chewing on some scenery, Jeremy Iron style. I like mm-hmm. both. They're just different <laughs> ideas. Chewing on scenery. I, I like that. It's just the question of yes, he's evil. You all, we all know he does bad, but he also has propped up so many different things by his activities that if you were to take him out simply because he's evil it would indirectly affect so many things are you thinking yeah what i'm just wondering like it feels like this portrayal would go from gordon gecko but also pull in a significant amount from the character played by tom cruise in uh in that movie in the jungle 
or whatever, where like Tom Cruise is like the movie producer. Oh, that one, yeah. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. But it's like you get them on the fine on the fucking phone. I want to find a fucking binding fucking resolution. <laughs> no, yeah, I I just I just like the idea of just that that whole like. And this might be uh, this might be the issue because we're kind of nearing that point where we already see this kind of big bad evil guy, right? Like the guy, the head honcho at Nestle. Nestle thinks uh, everyone thinks Nestle's an evil company, evil. You know, and the guy that runs it, they are. You know, you work at Nestle, people hate you. That that's the worst, right? And whoever runs that, that would be. You know, he's like, hey, you may think I'm evil, except. I support this good thing and this good thing and this good thing. And if you take me down, all of that will crumble and you're going to affect good people, innocent people. So I'm kind of cloaked in the armor of the innocent. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like this. <laughs> this is not the, it's Les Grossman, by the way, was the character name. Uh, I'm wrong. Not that. So not that this guy is slick mm -hmm. and he goes to the high society events, but also mm -hmm. could like halfway convince someone to like, you know, on the union line to think he has their best interest at heart if he was on his uh his smoothest yeah. day. Okay, man. What a and so this guy would I feel like he'd always be one step ahead of the PCs. Like mm -hmm. like it would be this sort of a David Zenatos thing where it's like, ha ha, we found the evidence of your criminal bullshit and you were yeah. dumping sewer in the water supply. Well actually I was getting that the entire time and we couldn't find evidence that my lieutenant was doing this illegal activity. Thanks, gang. Let's contact the police immediately. Which he had this shit drawn up just in case he got fucked. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. I mean, I can see a lot of people saying, "How would runners even get to him and, and talk?" Like, but see, that's the thing. Maybe he's just so bored, and he just, just you know, he. I'm, I'm at the top of my ivory tower. I rarely get to fuck with the ants anymore. Let me go down and see what's happening. Let me go down and see what I could do, just for funsies. Hey, it's gang, how's it to going? Him, but it's everything to them. But it literally is nothing to him. I think, yeah, I'm getting some Curse of Strahd vibes. Maybe he should just show mm -hmm. up to the lair with like an entourage, you know, and be like, anyway, United Aaron knows I'm here, and if I die, you're all be immediately wax, well, you know, wa waxed or wasted. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, how's it going? Let's get some lunch. I'm in a great mm -hmm. place with some tacos. You want tacos? I, I can say <laughs> just the worst douchebag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> utter, utter, utter. I, yeah. I yeah. want him to get their get. I want them to like implicate, try to bust him in a crime, and he blames the lieutenant, and then immediately has them turn around and pose in front of photographers and like mm -hmm. have their faces in the paper with like the police benevolent society, <laughs> him giving the thumbs up, wrapping his arm around the street, Sam. Their dumbfounded looks. And it's like thanks to these fine citizens for helping me clean up our the company and the streets of our town. Click. <laughs> Just worst motherfucker. Look up the uh, the Zenitos Gambit for anyone listening to this. I love I love that. I love Gordon. Ah, man, hmm. I'm a fan of that. I appreciate the Gordon. Now I do not understand the type. You said you have a type. I, I'm trying to. I'm well, you'll King, see it in the Gordon next Jacko. one. You'll see it in the next one. You'll start to see it. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'm I'm I, am I do up? It's just me and you here, bud. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I right, no. Do you have more gecko, or is the gecko hard to see? Is there, is there, yeah, I got it. Let's go. All right, so I'm Team Rocket. Okay, I want someone to put Team Rocket in their game because I like Team Rocket. I don't even like Pokemon. Team Rocket. Oh my god. God damn it! They're from Pokemon. They were Jesse and James, and they're like these. They're wow, they're, so they're a pair of. We're so <laughs> different. You put <laughs> Sonic and a Pokemon. I'm fucking over here. They get they get they get more serious. Okay, we're starting off with Doctor okay. Robotnik. <laughs> so, I love Leo's comment. So Jeep has no pop culture bone to feed it. No, I, I admitted to not knowing who, not watching the gargoyles. I have no idea who this Pokemon thing is, and no, I don't. I don't do video games, guys. That's yes, that's the one part of culture I am lacking. I'm sorry. So is Tom Cruise named after a boat? Like, is that where we're going? Is that? <laughs> All right, I don't like Tom Cruise. All right, that's it. Well, you know who he is. Thank God. I do know who he is. <laughs> wow. Killing me. Just get back to your Pokemon trainers. Team Rocket. Big bad so, so Team Rocket and Pokemon were a pair of brothers oh. and sisters, and they were the bad Pokemon uh, trainers. And they would just show up in the middle of the episode and just be general shitbags who failed. 
I want them to be, and they had Meowth. Yes, they had Meowth. And I have ways to incorporate the mouth. Meowth was a Pokemon, and he was like the one Pokemon who could speak English, as opposed to just like Meow Meow. Uh, so he was there, and he was this little greedy shitbag, and they were both greedy shitbags who were always trying to steal the main character's Pokemons, and they just were trash. They were, and they, and they had the same like two or three Pokemons. I think they had like one that was like a gas cloud, and one that was a snake. And you begin to feel bad for them because they just lose. They just—they're basically the Washington Generals versus the Harlem Globetrotters. That's a good way to think about it if you do not know who they are. They're just born to lose. I want to put them in a Shadowrun game to where the first time the PZs interact with them, they were hired to do the same run by somebody else who had less money. Okay? They they took this job at a lower bid. So the PCs are at the place. They're doing the thing. And this is real fucking black trench coat, you know, mirror shade level shit, right? Mm-hmm. And these guys come up. And and the PCs are gonna be like, who the fuck are these people? Like they're not secure. Like you see these people sneaking up from the side, and they're not doing it well. And they don't see you, but you see them. And it's like, what the fuck? And so the PCs are almost certainly going to not do something. And then these fuckers are gonna show up and like trip every alarm. Get the like they're gonna mess the run up for them. <laughs> you know. And then later, and then as the game would progress, they would just intermittently show up. All the time, but just enough. Uh, at first, they're like hired on the same run. Then they want to copy the PCs. They want to like steal their heist. Like if they're there, there must be something valuable at that location. So they begin just like running after them, like trailing them. And mm-hmm. their biggest problem is not that they're dangerous; is that they fuck up and they're not good at their job. And so the world of Shadowrun being a dangerous place. They're 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 just cause more problems by just existing for our players as the oddball slash comic relief, and so I just think that would be hilarious for them to show up and just cause you know be be the ace in the hole for the GM to cause complications or to uh, introduce a little chaos into the system. So I, I'm seeing a type <laughs> with you as well. Okay, what is my type? Ah, let's face over down. We can guess each other's okay. type. Here we go. My next one. Michael Corleone from The Godfather. Ooh. Mm. Man, that's a slow burn. That's a burn there. That's no mm-hmm. oof. Oof. So how are you going to do it, though? Yeah, how are you going to do it? They just run everything. But, like, so here's what I kept thinking about. Like, when it comes to the big bad evil, I think most people tend to make them magic users. Right? The big, you know... I throw magic, everything's easy for me, but die, you know, curse, dead. I just, I don't like that idea. Uh, I've used magic users as big bad evils, and I, I mean, I do it because I think that's what the table wants, but I don't really like it. I like these, the, the calm, I'm going to use my brain, I'm going to use logic, I'm going to use, you know, tactics to run my organization and stop anybody that tries to come in at me, that tries to come at me and stop me. You know, nice. I, I, I just have tons of people. I have lots of resources and, and that's it. I mean, yes, I, you know, he does have to be taken down, but how are you going to do it? Because it's just very, it's far reaching, right? And, and how do you actually get that? How do you actually eliminate an organization like that? I think I think you have to bring in the sympathy the character has, you know, because mm-hmm. it's I mean, everyone loves a Godfather Part Two, but you uh-huh. can't really have it without Godfather Part One. Like it just it needs it, right? It's it's a sympathetic character who the story is not just about this mob boss; it's about sort of like his seduction into this world. You know, everything he does makes sense in the moment, and in aggregate, it's evil. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you kind of have to make him sympathetic in some way, tell the story about this guy. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a great character. Mm-hmm. It's just I think you have to really let this guy, yeah, grow throughout the campaign. Like the, the rocket people are going to be hilarious if they show up just once or twice. Yeah. This guy has got to be, yeah, uh, uh, I think a mid-level guy. Like not the big bad. He needs to be coasting. The PCs may even work with him. To give him time to mature and to be fucked up. What do you think? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, uh, if if that's how you would play it, then yeah. 
I just, um, I do kind of like the idea of the villain being somebody that the players can relate to on some level that makes it much harder for them because now there's always that moral quandary. And I do love that gray area so much. I, I as we we are aware, which is great. I love it too. It, it gives me like a fucking palpitation in the moment, but in in hindsight, once the pain's faded, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Once the pain's faded. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like pregnancy. You know, that's what I understand. A lot of women are like, "I'll never have a kid again." Give them five years to forget that shit. <laughs> I honestly think that like the speed at which uh, uh, people decide to have children is directly related to their ability to to maintain long term memory, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> and that's how I am with like these 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 like palpitation giving games that like you and sometimes Oz have. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's uh, your next one? All right, let's see where we at. I have one. So call it Cthulhu. I want to throw in some Cthulhu. Oh, Cthulhu. Okay. So. If you think all these things that happen, usually everybody dies, or most people who interact with any of this Cthulhu level shit, they get smoked. It's a dangerous world. But not everybody. And these things don't really give a shit about showing their true color. They give a little bit of a shit, but they, they show up and they and weird stuff starts happening. Towns go nuts. Stuff gets weird. And so some of these people are going to be not dead and they're going to be crazy. And the setting is not all the time, but generally it's set in the twenties and thirties, right? Like 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 night like, like what usually thirties, isn't it? Most Cthulhu games of that 20s. world. Twenties. Twenties. Okay. And that was a time was depression. Nobody wants to do it. They were hoping they would die. They were yeah, come alien, suck my brains out. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> It's easier than jumping off the building after all my shares, tanks. <laughs> so it's, it's the 20s, and, and this is a time when there are, oddly enough, there is oddly enough more of an infrastructure for mental health. And so you've got Cthulhu coming out, making a lot of shit happen, and people are going crazy, having mental breaks. And so I think that there's going to be a central location built house. A lot of the people who are a little bit nuts in kind of a similar way. And so... They get sent to Lucia State Hospital. Now, there's a doctor who oversees everything, but the day-to-day operations are overseen by our beloved Nurse Ratchet. Mm. Now, of course, she knows that these things are just visions in their head. The patients are out of control. They're not in command of their own faculties. They, she wouldn't say nuts. That's not professional, but they're nuts. And they can't control themselves, and they can't control their understandings, and they're just wrong. And so, for their own good, they must be controlled. Now... Mm. You take all this madness, and these are people who un- who have seen beyond the edge of what any mortal should see, and they are crazy. And you get these people together, and it this all these thoughts may attract some more of that same shit. And so now you have a mental institution that is locked down. And these people are locked there. They don't know what's real. They don't know what's not, except this thing's coming back. And they're locked in. They can't leave. And any way that they die may be explained away by mundane causes by our good nurse Ratchet, who in the face of their increasing distress just locks down harder. The more they resist, the more they try to escape, the more they try to protest, she just puts on more la- more latches, more locks, more chains, mm. more straps. So she's not the key villain. The key villain is going to be, you know, the guy trying to eat the universe. You know, Nurse Ratchet may be bad, but she's not like destroy all humanity bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's going to be there fucking things up, making it worse. And if she gets, you know, I'm thinking like toward the second or third act of this, I really see this more as a one shot. Mm-hmm. She is going to become corrupted by the forces of madness. And so now you have her, like, like once the PCs who may be a part of this asylum have broken through her mundane straps and the craziness of the world has broken through what could possibly be explained away by mundane means. She will be corrupted and turned into some insane alien version of Nurse Ratched, who is here to lock down, restrict, and bring to a torturous end the poor PCs. You know, I mean, a nut job, holy shit level, psychotic, Cthulhu possessed nurse could be scary. So you go from like the oh, lockdown yeah. controlling nurse to the Good old-fashioned, I'm a nurse with the crazy face and the bone saw going nuts thing. I think both vibes work for different reasons, and I can see her transitioning from one to the other. And I just mm-hmm. love Nurse Ratchet as a villain. 
frankly, I I watched the movie and I was on Nurse Ratchet's side. I'm like, yeah, these people are crazy. They really shouldn't be allowed to steal boats and hire prostitutes. That's not good. I don't think that they should do that. I think that they should be in their cells and read books about Jesus. So, uh, yeah. I could run <laughs> and that She's game. like number two or three on like the American yeah. Film Institute's best villains of all time. Uh-huh. So I think no. there's a lot. There's a lot there. That's why she's such a good villain. Because I think I think I, that I, 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 it would make sense to anyone who's not her, or to, I'm sorry, to anyone who's no. not there and who hasn't seen the Cthulhu's yet, right? Like you, you'd believe yeah. her. You, you can believe the Cthulhu guy. No, I, I think that has a lot of potential because you can. Maybe she's doing all that. Maybe she's doing all that stuff to deny them, restrain them. To just amp up their whatever it is they're going through, their mental illness, because maybe in order for whatever elder god to come in, it needs to feed off of all this. So she amps it up Ooh. by doing things to them to make it happen. Yes, for their own good, though. Yes, for their own good. <laughs> but so really, the the way to win is to somehow control those feelings that you have and to calm everybody down. It's the only way oh to stop man, it. I can that see sanity be checks being about that trying be to hard. trick her. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That would be a rough one. Why would I give you this idea? That's dumb. That's <laughs> <laughs> that <was> dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna mentally torture me later with it. Well, here, here's a <laughs> cool a idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm giving my nurse ratchet call of Cthulhu cell. Yeah. And uh, uh, Carter's now listening. And uh, have you watched? The uh, it's on Netflix where it's it's the reimagined Nurse Ratchet character. It's from the same producers as American Horror Story. I see. Yeah, he's he's talking about American Horror Story. I saw the show Ratchet, and I yeah, don't think I yeah. liked it very much because no? it showed her as being like actually evil, yeah, as opposed to just controlling. I think uh, I think it okay. was like it 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 again like the movie. Frankly, I was sympathetic to her. I, mm-hmm. I saw her position in this thing. And if you take a step back, I think it's hard to really hate her. Like she does some shitty things, but she's not like a motherfucking psycho. I think because she's often mm-hmm. betrayed. Maybe I'm just cold. In the show, she's a fucking psycho. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And he also says American Horror Story season two. I have not. I saw like season one. And that was it. I liked it, and I could definitely see that being a thing. The way the way the vibe of American Horror Story season one, the way it sort of like played on that line between the real and the unreal, you know. Yeah, yeah. This was this this what you're talking. It was it was Ratchet, and it's on Netflix, and it was Sarah Paulson, and it's got the this guy who's you know uh, a serial killer or whatever, and he've got him chained up in this asylum, and there's other people, and people die. It's I enjoyed it. It was good. Um. Yeah. All right. Though no, I think Ratchet's a good one. Uh, it popped up when I was going through my research, and I was like, "That's I don't know what to do with it, but I like it." But I didn't know what to do with it. You came up with something great to do with it. Good job. Cool. I hope to see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, my next one. This is probably the most showy of my villains. Thanos. Any big bad evil that is very calmly saying. I got to wipe out half the population everywhere. You can do that in any system. And you have to have your players decide, decide is this, do you agree or not agree? Are you going to help him or are you going to stop him? So is he the goal or is he the big bad evil? Like, which will it be? Let your players decide. Wait, wait, wait destroy the whole universe? What am I missing? I'm sorry. All right. So, you know, Thanos, right? You've seen Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. All right, the big purple guy looks like Grimace. Yeah, big chins. Gotcha, Paul. Yeah. Head. I'm, I'm tracking. Okay, all right. His whole thing was, in order for everyone to survive, half the population has to go. That way, there's more resources for everyone else. Right? It'll be a better life for everyone. Remain. Uh, according to him. According to him, right? But some people agreed with Thanos. Thanos was right. Like, it, it is a good idea. Other people those, say, no, it's not a good those, idea. Those people are not good at, at, okay. at thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, if, any, if, if all the people... You're, you're, sorry. Can I finish? And yes, then sorry. you can attack the whole thing. Well, I insulted people. <laughs> I don't want them to be like, 
I'm canceling my Patreon. <laughs> no, I was saying, if you have a Thanos-type villain, and you present him with the, let's just say, the, you know, quote-unquote MacGuffin that will wipe out half of everyone, and then you present that to the players in a way to where they get to choose. So the campaign can either be they assist him in getting the MacGuffin to do this or in, in doing what he needs to do, or they try to stop him. I like that a lot. Because that way it's whatever the table wants to do. And so it kind of plays it both ways. What does your table want to do? <clears throat> and I like giving them that choice. It's the choose your own adventure. I like it. I, I like it so much. It's one of it's one of my things I made. <laughs> it's one of the Fuck. things you made? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> like the next thing I talk about is literally that. Nice. We have one that's the same. We, we agree. We you need Woo! to give your players a choice to join the big bad at, or the, or I'm sorry. Let me. We, we I, I'm incorrect. The protect the antagonist. Give the PCs the choice to join the antagonist. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are on the same page. That was awkward. <laughs> at first, I thought we were just like on the on the Thanos train, and I like cannot stand the Thanos train. And then I was like, oh fuck, she's she's uh, she's my idea, my poor idea is being absconded with. Aw, absconded with. It's great minds. Just think great yeah. minds. Great minds think alike. You're pulling quotes from. I thought I was so smart. Yeah, <laughs> you thought you were so smart. Well, you God, are a white man. I, yeah, we yeah we invented everything, or at least think we did. <laughs> and I'm just a woman. Just with a woman. My handicap. <laughs> yep, yeah, with all your brain power female. going into your long hair. It's uh, go fish in my long hair. <laughs> why is this, why are you mocking my accent? I swear to God, you get two drinks in you. It's fucking. I don't have oh, any drinks in me. Like whoever you're talking to. I don't have anything in me. I'm just like oh, in your accent. Mm-hmm. I'll just try it on. <laughs> uh oh, I'm in a professional sitting. Time to drop that shit immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. What's your next one? That's really uh, mine that I already did. Alright, it's one of my favorite villains. It was the idea for this episode. Like it was it's what made me think about this because I want to run this guy in a Shadowrun game. What Noah is? Cross. Noah and, Cross. Exactly. Who's that? And it was he is the bad guy from Chinatown. Jack mm. Nicholas movie. And a lot of people know Chinatown. And they still can't remember this guy because he has kind of a generic name, Noah Cross. It's kind of a cool name, but not hyper-memorable. Yeah. And he's the bad guy. And he's barely in the movie. And it's a long movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a complicated plot. And, uh, yeah, Zarkar just sent a, uh, a picture of him. He's a very unassuming bad guy. He doesn't look like anything. He's not physically intimidating. He's an old, pudgy rancher with his big floppy hat uh, in the suspenders. But he is, I think, like, number – I know he's top five biggest villains on the AFI, American Film Institute list. So Chinatown is an overcomplicated plot of a noir movie that's still difficult for me to get, and I love it and have seen it twice. So, I want to be a Shadowrun game. The whole thing is about in, in the in the actual movie about like a water utility scam, right? This guy is dumping water from the water supply in Los Angeles, where water is precious, in an attempt to suck all of the water out of a valley and buy the land up cheap, and then have a dam constructed. And then have that water rerouted back there, and the land would become worth millions, and he would own it. And he's having it purchased through various shell corporations to hide the fact that he's the one doing this. So, and, that, and that's just part of it. There's also the part where he has, I mean, spoiler alert, if you need to not listen to this, don't. It's a great movie. Go watch Shinedown. But... It's it's a it starts off with like a woman in that standard noir way comes in needing help, and she says uh, there's something going on with my husband. I think he's cheating on me, but really she's not his wife. She's like the sister to the wife, and like her father. It there, there's there's a whole like frankly incest thing that happens there's like assault and it's and he's the bad guy and he's trying to do all this evil machination shit 
And every time Jack Nicholas's uh, character gets closer and closer, there's a thug or a roadblock or a dead body or one more layer of a shell corporation. And so he keeps climbing the ladder. And about midway through the movie, he meets Noah Cross at his ranch. And at this point, he knows this guy's dirty, but he doesn't know how dirty he is. He, he doesn't. He, he he suspects some things. But he doesn't really know that this guy is like pure fucking weapons grade bad guy. And he tries to buy him off. He's like, I'll tell you what. Instead of investigating me and going through all this and see where it's gotten you, I want to triple your fee. There's the money right there. And just tell me where the woman who hired you is. Instead of working against me, work for me. And there's no implication obvious of anything that's going to happen. I mean, you can imagine if you're a suspicious mind, but he's not saying, so I can go murder someone or kidnap them or bankrupt thousands of poor rural farmers. You know, it's, there's just no veneer there. You know he's shady, but you, you, you don't really have to face the ethics of the decision if you don't want to, if you want to just take the money and work for the man. And I see that as a point where the players could take that money. And like you said, they could join the bad guy and they could be a part of his water takeover plot. And then it would be revealed to them that they're actually working for a guy who's not just like generally capitalist evil, but truly fucked up. And now what do you do? Maybe you're in too deep. Maybe the party split and whichever way the party decides to go. That's the way the party goes. But the PCs who don't go that way become NPCs in opposition. Maybe they stick true to their rebellious or, 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 or principal beliefs, and they go the way that the movie went. They oppose this guy and his machinations and further uncover his plots. You know, although in the end of Chinatown, the bad guy wins. So, you know, mm-hmm. forget it, kid. It's Chinatown. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it's about. So I like this idea of this terrible, evil bad guy who's doing all kinds of evil capitalist shit and is also cr- a complete creepazoid. And he doesn't really show it. It doesn't really come out, and he offers to buy off the players. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think it'd be, just be it'd be a and because it's so complicated. I think it's a great shot at run. No, it it is good. I like that idea of all right, you guys were the good guys. Well, now you're gonna side with the bad guy, and then after you've done that for a little while, you realize wow, he's way more bad than we thought. So now, do we go? back to the good side and work against him what do we do like that going they can go back and forth back and forth and i i like i like that because i think that's what happens you know just just people so i like that idea for, for what it's worth and if i hope i didn't turn anyone off the movie but by all means go watch chinatown it is good i've watched it it is a good movie oh you've seen chinatown yeah. i don't fucking love that shit yeah do you understand the plot because i'm at like 80 yeah. percent and seen it twice good yeah. you've got the plot yeah like, why are they at a retirement home? Fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are they? No, I like that. And I, I have used, so like you said, if the table split, then all right, the people, the NP, the PCs that don't want to continue to be evil, make new characters, fine. And then you now turn their old player characters into NPCs that they can run into later. I, I love that. I've done that. I've turned a player character into an NPC and had so much fun with it. Um, so uh, if you haven't done that yet as a, as a GM, please, please do it. It's pretty great. My next one, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad is my next one. I like him because to the public, he shows a very nice, mild mannered person. Uh, he's also not showy in his wealth. He has it. But he still drives a very conservative car. He goes and actually goes to a fast food place and pretends to manage it every day. I mean, he he lives the mundane life, but he is a criminal kingpin. And and that's I, I love that whole like nobody would believe you. Like if you tried to tell people that he was a criminal, nobody would believe you. You're insane. You know, and, and I like the the whole He's also incredibly ruthless, but he does it because it is what is best for business. And yeah, I, you have I, a type. I like. I have a type. <laughs> it, <laughs> I love it. I love I these guys. I, I. It's so weird you're doing this because I I love this type too, and I love mm-hmm. making my players deal with like 
slimy business guys mm -hmm. that they kind of have to deal with, as opposed to like, I'm the big bad guy here to kick yeah. in the door, you know. Yeah, I, I like yeah. these guys. I like I like I like the slimy type. I have a great word, like oleagonist. I like that that subtle undercurrent of sinister. But to everybody else, if they're not really paying attention, they're the greatest people. They're wonderful. Okay. So you also <laughs> love Bill Clinton, right? Isn't he great? <laughs> Isn't he just the oiliest human who's ever? <laughs> There's a lot of greasy people. Like you're like, Ugh. anyway, um, I did a whole lot of things I shouldn't have. Now I'm president twice. But I mean, you look at what he did. Like he had no qualms about, like, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to kill this person. I'm gonna have to, you know, put him in a vat and melt them. I, I, he would do anything, anything, because it's what was best for business. There was zero emotion in him, and I just thought that was so great because that's what it would be, right? They wouldn't have that gray area. They are a hundred percent committed to their goal. And to them, I, I love it's, it. it's perfectly reasonable, and you're the one that has the problem, not them. I I, I like him. I, I, I do like him. I think he's oh that oh, he's a great he's a great big bad. And they're not the same. Gordon Gecko is flashier, right? Mm -hmm. I, th I think you want to have Gordon Gecko flash, and I think you want to have the serious Gus Fring. They're not the same type of. They're you different. Know, they're all yeah. subtly different, but they're all like oh, so good. But yeah, man, you're making me think like Devil's Advocate, Al Pacino. Stop. Oh, that, <laughs> if I reject your fucking character, I'm gonna be both happy and sad. If I, I legit got that one right, Devil's Advocate, I do remember that movie. Not that great for a Pacino movie, but I think it was. Oh, I, I just have a soft spot. Everybody has a yeah. soft spot. I have a soft spot for Devil yeah. movies, mm. like any, any kind of temptation. Where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, here's this thing. Don't you want it? Oh, mm -hmm. love it. Wonderful. Yes, yes, Arcara. Link the image of Al Pacino. <laughs> peak, peak sexiness. There it is. <laughs> oh, I love Bedazzled. Yeah. Lil, Lil, Lil was like, did you? Uh, it's a question of all the fucking devil movies. Yeah, of, of I was thinking movies, of that too. I was which, like, did you like that one? With, uh, oh gosh, what was her name? Of all the devil movies, which they are legion, but uh -huh. I'm, right? If you get that uh -huh. joke. Uh, <laughs> he goes with Bedazzled, and he's right. What a great fucking movie. What just an excellent bar set of a devil movie. Uh -huh. Oh, I love it. Lamborghini <laughs> Diablo. All right, what's your last one? My last one. Here we go. Uh -huh. Let's see. All right, this is this is the one that felt a little tacked on, I'll admit, but it is Tuco from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Okay. But I want to put him in the Dungeons & Dragons game. Okay. Because, as I've been playing Tome of Annihilation, they had this whole guides thing where you have a DMPC, which is not great. And I'm like, okay, I see why you want me to maybe have a DMPC in a D&D &D game, because there's, it's such a weird game. DD's weird if you think about it. It's it's popular, but it's weird. And I get it. It's just hard to have. Well, if you're gonna have a DMPC, they gotta be cool. They can't be the star of the show, okay? But you don't want them to be like Clippy, who just shows up. Maybe you should try putting wax in the poison trap or whatever the fuck. Like you don't want them to be boring. Mm -hmm. Tuco is a deuteragonist. He's a complete scheming shitbag. And I want the players to meet him as this low-level scheming shitbag. In the movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, he is captured by some like bounty hunters. And Blondie, played by Clint Eastwood, does the whole like shoot the noose down thing, which is well, it was it wasn't that old when he was doing it, right? It's old because he did it. So he shoots the noose out, he falls, and then he immediately captures him and tries to turn and then turns him in for the bounty. Like, he was being killed by, like, Group A when he had a bounty on him from Group B. And so he saves him from Group A to, like, immediately turn him in. But he shoots the noose again. He's just an excellent shot. And, they, and that's a scam that they run. And so I want this guy to show up to the PCs and try to convince them of a similar plot. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, turn me in. Like, make him sympathetic. Make them save him. And he goes, you know, I'm also wanted over here. <laughs> This may not work with every group, but I want him to be to try to get them to be a part of whatever scheme 
you know, kind of a scam that you feel like you could convince your players to do. You got a party bunch. If you've got a party bunch of stick up their ass paladins, it's going to be hard road to hoe. I admit. But if you got some shady people, I know. I I don't know why you found yourself in this world. I love paladins, but that's too much. <clears throat> There's just too much. It's kind of like V8. A little is okay, but fuck. Nothing gets uh, done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you have a party with some shady people. Try to think of a scheme, put him in there. If it if it don't accept it, he can still be a hangabout. He can take a job as a porter. And he's kind of this uh you know, loud mouth, you know, lives as he gets it, goes to the uh the, 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 the tavern at the end of the thing, blows all his money on food, wine, and women. And I think he'd be a great DMPC. He's 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 understandable. He's funny. He's he's plucky. He's 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 good at what he does. You could probably give him some halfway decent stats. I think Orvex from Tomb of Annihilation has the statistics of a spy, like with the NPC. You could do something similar for him. Slap an NPC uh, stats on him. Throw him some HP as he levels up. Call it a day, and let him be kind of your DMPC who can help them, but doesn't like try to steal the spotlight. You know, he's too much of a joke to do that. So you can bring him up and have him be funny, be helpful, or or just get them into some shit. <laughs> I think he'd be a great, beloved DMPC. Hmm. Okay. You're mulling. I can, I can feel, I can feel the mull. Hmm, I'm I don't mulling. Know. Hmm. Will I give you a Tuco in the Deadlines game? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So my honorable mention... So nothing says that the big bad evil has to be a person. And so I like the big bad evil of the shark in Jaws. Ooh, fuck. God, that's good. I like that idea of you are man versus beast. I I know in D&D it's like, oh, that's just the dragon. No, no, no. Remember, we don't want magic slinging anywhere. Just no, none of that. That whole, <laughs> like, how are you going to do it? And, like, honestly, you could just think, well, just move, right? Just just don't live on an island. They don't have to worry about the shark, right? But he can't. He he can't. He's he's the paladin. He has to defeat this thing. He has to do it. And I think it's just a fun thing to, to do in a game like especially like D&D so this little village on the seaside is is being terrorized by something in the water and you know your your players are hired to solve that problem you know i think it would be fun i think but it'd be it, great fun it doesn't like, have to be a person it can be a creature and i like that idea man i, I really like that idea <laughs> i like it, it, it's a it's a big fucking shark <laughs> All it does is eat, swim, and make baby sharks. That's it. That's, That's all it. Does. That's all you need. What more could you want? <laughs> it was the seventies. Big uh, baby shark. <laughs> it terrified people, right? Terrified because it's it's under the water. It's not in your element. Like your players have to go into a a place to fight it that is not in their element. They are at the disadvantage. So, like, that's the whole. Like, how are you going to do it? What are you going to do? And I, I just, I like that idea of it. There's no big bad evil guy at the end with the monologue. No Jeremy Irons chewing it up. It's just, it's just a creature living its life, doing its thing. It's just living its life. It's just eating food. It's just a big goddamn. So is that not what the, um, oh god, what's that big goddamn creature from D and D? The, uh, fuck, like the thirty, the the big goddamn thing. God damn it. Tarask. Yes, everyone. Wow. I'm glad you guys are on the same wavelength. I'm so glad I thought of that independently. Thing. I don't know the big goddamn thing. They get it. <laughs> they know who Dr. Robotnik is. They're hip. They're, <laughs> weird. They're cool. Hip. I will never live that down. All right. <laughs> ah, that, that little creature with adorable eyes. It's holding the world. Uh-oh. Did we lose RC again? Oh, there we go. Sorry. There we go. What my microphone like sucks. It just or well, not my mic. One. It's like I'm 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 like walking around, which I admit, and then like it goes. We have told Whoop. you not to do that. Don't walk around, and it'll do. It'll like cut out, and it will pretend like I'm still connected, and I have to cut it off and cut it back on. It takes uh -huh. like ten seconds to cycle it. Mm. 
So just put a piece of tape so you know where your range is and just don't walk past that line. Fair enough. I lost some range. Balls. But know, anyway, Nira, I, I am. No, you have marks. I am with you on the jaws, and I, I don't even think I would change. Like, I want it to be jaws. I want it to be the goddamn water, and because the water is still mysterious and scary, even in like D and D. Is it D and D idea, or what are you thinking? Is it something different? Probably D and D or Call of Cthulhu. Okay. I mean, you could do Deadlands if it's like you know a giant ancient worm or something. You know, Shadowrun maybe not so much. Yeah, but I feel any like of yeah. The fantasy games, Pathfinder, D and D, Call of Cthulhu, those will work. I like Cthulhu probably because you know I, you can do that without any magic at all, right? It's just just man against beast. That's it. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, it's easy. It's just all right. You're all citizens of the same city. You're gonna get together and you're gonna overcome this problem. Go do it. I I think I would love a D and D based around. At least part of a, a campaign built around fucking Jaws. Uh, they yeah. try to deal with this goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like fun. yours. I think I like yours are great. I I, I am like je- kind of jealous of them. Like I'm like, man, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Leo had one. He said he thought the wizard from the Wizard of Oz would be a cool big bad evil guy, just as a puppet master type that uses chicanery to try and fool the masses. As if he has magic, but it turns out he's just a manipulative showman that craved power and used an unwitting party to remove the other power players in the land. So now my head is spinning. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, let's just turn all of Wizard of Oz, the whole thing, into this campaign. You know, Oz is your entire setting. The, you know, you show up, you're like, oh, shit, you form your party as you travel, you get to Oz and he convinces you to do all these things. And you just don't even know until you find out too late that he's been the bad guy the whole time. And then you have to go back and defeat him. I think that would be a great setting to run a game. Yep. I think it would be <laughs> super fun. I do. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm down with the Wizard of Oz, and you can reinterpret that, reinterpret that shit in a very Shadowrun way or a very D and D way. Um, I mean, hell, Seattle's called the Emerald City. You know, it uh, it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that because it's this bastion of safety, right, and civilization and achievement, and it's beautiful and it's it's perfect. It's literally perfect, right? Everything is literally perfect, which means it can't be perfect. It must be fucked up, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Wizard of Oz. That'd be great. Hell, have him go Thank fight you. the wicked, you know, the wicked witch of the yeah. whatever it was, and then like, okay, we we defeated the big bad. It's like, no, nah, two health bars, motherfucker. Uh, we're back. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what it is. <clears throat> maybe it's he needs the four witches removed, and you inadvertently killed one when you showed up. So now he's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use this to my advantage. You killed the witch. There's others. You should probably go get them too. You know, like they're terror. They're they're doing bad things, and you know, they don't realize that there's good witches and bad witches. There's a book called Wicked, which is like the sympathetic Mm -hmm. version, and Mm -hmm. so definitely read that. Some inspiration. Shit, that'd be. I think that would be a cool campaign. I I liked taking the entire Wizard of Oz idea setting and turning that into your campaign and just kind of tweaking it a little bit to make it not like what the movie is. You know, I I like that idea. Indeed. Yeah, I'm down. Good one, Leo. Good one. That that made up for for me only having a Tuco, which was like about four minutes of talk. (laughs) We got some content. Content. Oh, that Tuco's going to be the teaser. Don't you worry. And if, if anyone <laughs> makes any of these characters and puts them into a game, by all means, invite Jupiter and Cotton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> players at large. <laughs> I want to know what other people come up with. Leal told us the Wizard of Oz would be a good, bad, uh, big, bad, evil guy. I would like to hear what other people have. Like, what other yes. characters have they run into or seen in, in media and go, yeah, I need to make that happen in my game. Yeah. Please. If you're listening, let us yes. know what bad guys you want and tell us what setting and it, what spins. If any, like, how do you see this character? If you just have mm-hmm. a good idea, sling it. If you have specifics on how you integrate them into the setting of your choice, 
Mm-hmm. As much detail as you want. I, I really cannot wait until I get a chance to read what people say. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to it when it releases to see what other people come up with because you get great ideas. Like, Leal had a great idea with that Wizard of Oz, and I'm like, oh, that would be pretty cool to run. <laughs> yeah, your Cthulhu one of the Asylum. That's I like that one. I like that idea. That one's in my head now, too, of like, oh, they has to be the complete opposite. Like, you have to... You, you have to tamper down your mental illness and what's going on. And you have to try to calm the others down. And maybe instead of like losing sanity, maybe you all start at zero because you're in the hospital, but you have to roll to raise it for some reason. And you have to get back up to saying in order to stop what's going to happen. Otherwise it's going to happen. It's different. I, I don't know. Something, something's there. I like that idea. Indeed. That is some, some great ideas. Yeah. Cool. Look Coming up with ideas. What a great show we had. High five uh, us High five and, and, and us. the people who listened to us and, and laugh. We told us good answers. Hey, good job, guys. And you helped okay. with all the references that he had that I didn't know. Leo was here to help out. Scar is here to help out. Because apparently I'm going to lose my, uh, my, my game, my, my nerd card gonna be revoked also you know i i, I did tell you my here's what got me is when i was like I, I when i had the episode idea yeah i said well let me we, we should trade our five that uh-huh. way we don't bump heads and have the same answer uh for you know we don't want to each have the same five people or whatever and you're like all right give me your five and i was like yeah. cool and i went one two three four five and then that was in the conversation you didn't tell me shit i'm like well what the fuck <laughs> I just had to know yours, and I just didn't need to repeat them. That's all. That's technically true, but but bruh. But, 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 but if you gave me your five, I knew not to choose those five. Yes. Alternatively, you could have used this information to Google them if you did not know who they were. Why would I do that? The minute you told me I knew not to pick those, I forgot about them. <laughs> your list was brand new to me tonight, even You're though I have it robotic. in a message. And you're just like, oh, well, I don't need to worry about that shit because I'm never going to fucking pick it. Delete. I'm not the type of person I like, oh, I would rather discover. I figured you're going to tell me who it is. I just, you just didn't say who, where it was from. You just kept saying Robotnik like everybody knows. Leave a comment if you don't know who Dr. Robotnik is. Wow. Come at me, everyone. (laughs) Please DM me gifts of Dr. Robotnik for my punishment. My God. Robotnik. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to end this. Everybody's getting a little crazy with this robotic stuff. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Good night.